I don't like those programs where like it does 30 day challenges because I know as soon as that your 30 days is done I'm like what is it actually what has that actually taught you you know you've given up all these things that you love and you know a lot of people I speak to who you know they're giving up bread they're giving up chocolate they're giving up I'm like but that's great but what are you going to do once it's finished all you're going to do is go straight back on it once you've had your 30 day challenge it's straight back on and then some because you've had that you know that time frame of deprivation and I just think life's too short depriving yourself of exactly you know the things that make you happy like what are you, what are you going to gain out of that like you're just going to be miserable so what you're going to do is just you're just going to think weight loss is just denying yourself of everything and I yeah I don't personally believe in that because I think well I'd give up after a couple of weeks and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. So today's episode is starting slightly different. So I'm videoing this intro while I'm recording the episode on my Mac. And I'm being really careful not to say, um, absolutely. And what's the other word? There's another word that I always say. So I'm being really, really careful because I can't edit any of my introduction out because this is going to be on video and I wanted to give a, a bit of I guess behind the scenes just to make this more relatable to people. Now I've recorded and explained before that my back's a bit dodgy so this week's episode is going to be a rerun because I can't quite sit and edit for a long time this week. The guest I've chosen for this rerun is Victoria Summers. So Victoria was a guest on Simming Stories for episode 11 and I feel that Victoria just embodies resilience. You know, she had to go through the fires in Melbourne, Australia, at the beginning of the year. And she's gone through COVID, she's gone through lockdown twice. And, you know, she's got a young family. She's a nurse, so she's seeing this, you know, at the front end. She's really in the thick of it. And I know that she's going to kill me for saying this, but she really just does embody resilience and I, I just wanted to kind of pause for a moment and I talk a lot about self-care and I thought Claire what you're doing you're going to sit and you're going to try and edit this podcast and your back's going to hurt that's you know really I've, I really can't be doing that so I need to look after myself so that's why I'm putting through the rerun but I also wanted to give this opportunity for you as guests to really think about 2020 and what this year has meant for you and it's been a heavy it's been a heavy year but there's so many positives that have come out of 2020 we're in november you know maybe i could have done this just before just before january but i thought i'm going to do it now because we need to really reflect on this year and just look at how far we've all come it's it's just been it's been one of those moments that you know you, you could not have written this in a in a storybook but we've we've gone through it we're still in it but we've survived it and we're doing a really great job of doing that and just to you know practice self-care and just to be kind at all times I know for myself I mentioned and I think it was the intro in last week's podcast that this is the time of year that I go out shopping I absolutely adore Christmas shopping and this afternoon, after I've recorded this, I'm going to sit with my stepdaughter and we're going to pick out some presents for Christmas. And it just feels so odd. It just feels strange. And, you know, for me, Christmas is all about, you know, the decorating, going out shopping, seeing all those lights and just soaking up the atmosphere. 
which we can't do this year. I can't do this, but I know that other people can't, especially for those that have got young children. It must be difficult, but each each day, each week you're getting through it. And at some point, we're going to look back at this time and think, my goodness, what a year 2020 was. But we can also focus on the fact that it's brought people together. Communities on Instagram have grown. Zoom has been the norm, hasn't it, for get-togethers. But we're doing it. We're practising new ways of, of communicating. And it's been tough, but we're getting through it week by week, day by day. And whatever it takes to lift your spirits, you know, you you do that. Set aside time for yourself and just recognise what, you know, what you've been through and, and what you're still going through. And rest assured, you will have built resilience, just like Victoria. You will know what to do. You, your brain will realise that, you know, actually you've been through this before, you've done this before and you can do it. And it will help you just to, I guess, take on board those days that feel overwhelming. And I'm really looking forward to Christmas. I am so looking forward. And my stepdaughter makes these gorgeous pom-poms. And I'm going to try and do like a, a pom-pom circle for the, the wall and decorate that and put glittery stuff on it and make it really cheesy. But um, that's what I'm looking to do anyway. Because, you know, why not? Why not? Why not do something different? Let's step outside the comfort zone and do something different. And never in my days would I have said that I'm going to put out an intro to a podcast episode and not edit it because I'm videoing it at the same time. And I know I've stumbled. <laughs> I've not said any erms yet. So I'm really, really pleased. So have a great week. And here's introducing Victoria for another rerun of her slimming story. I think before we even start, I just want to mention that from the UK, we're looking at the fires in Australia and the, it's been absolutely horrendous and looking from afar, I, I just can't begin to imagine how, how you feel. And you've mentioned that you're a nurse as well. So you've really got the sick of it and you've seen the devastation firsthand. Yeah, you? it's just been unbelievable. Like um, the media is just, it's just crazy because it's taken over the whole um, east coast of Australia so it's the top of Victoria and then on to New South Wales as well and it's I don't know how many thousands of houses they've said have been lost and I think I'd heard there was about half a billion animals have been affected as well so it's been really really intense. Oh my goodness and how are you managing because I know you, you've got a young family and see, seeing that first standard is that has that been difficult um, for you? It's hard for us because we, um, 12 months ago, we actually got evacuated from our house. We've got a national park near where we live and we had bushfires. Um, so we went through it last year as well. We had been evacuated for about three days. Um, so I, it's quite, you know, quite confronting for us. And we weren't in a lot of, we weren't really affected with the fires because it was about four or five kilometres away. But we know the, the haste of having to, literally pack up everything and leave so mm. um to see this happening you know this year again it's just it's just been such an awful summer and it's only just started so they're saying that I think this last couple of days we've had as well it's actually got worse as well so it's been it's been quite scary well I, th I think it's safe to say that between my friends in in the US and in the UK that everyone's thinking about you over there and we're all concerned and there's lots of well wishes Thank coming you. your way and 
you've had a, an amazing journey with your weight loss, Victoria, which is why I've invited you on to, to join me today, just to have a, a discussion about that. And I know that mm. when I looked at your Instagram account, I know you're a, you're a busy lady, you've got a young family. So you just want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and what brought you to the point of wanting to, to feel healthier within yourself. Um, yeah, so um, I've got two young children. I've got a two and a half year old and a, a 10 month old little boy, two boys. I'm a registered nurse um, and I work part time. My weight loss journey, I've always struggled with my weight, probably since I was a child. I had two extremely thin, fit parents who had no trouble maintaining their weight. And my sister's quite slim as well. And I was always the one who struggled with my weight. Uh, my whole life actually uh, probably my 20s I was quite slim as well I had a lot of time to go to the gym and had a lot of a lot more time for myself uh, I did find though what brought me to Weight Watchers was my first pregnancy where I think I gained about 40 kilos I think I'm not too sure what that is in stones quite a lot and um, I think I'd kind of went through the concept of eating for two and I really just took that on what I think what brought me into to do well it was was Weight Watchers and it's now WW and I lost 30 I think I was about 33 kilos um the first time around and then I got pregnant with my second son and I'm back again and I've lost about 17 kilos I've got about 12 kilos to go um before I get to my goal weight brilliant and just to convert kilos to stones or pounds even so I think you mentioned <laughs> that you lost 16 kilos which is about two and a half stone so you've, you'd had a larger obviously this large weight loss and then you'd had your children so how did it feel knowing that you'd you'd had this loss and then having your children and then thinking I've got to start again it actually wasn't too bad the second time around because I'd followed the WW program I think I had a lot of faith knowing that it was going to come off um, that was the big thing that I didn't really stress about because I did know I, it was a program that had worked for me. I was on it for about 18 months. So I knew that when I had my second son that I'd go back on the program and it would work for me. And I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in very slow, sustainable weight loss. So I knew mm. that it would stay off because I've had lost the weight in a very sustainable time frame. I think, it, I think the 33 kilos took me about, 15 months it was a long time but um so this time around I think I think my game my goal is about 18 months I'd love to say and I think it's important for what you've you've, you've mentioned there about sustainable weight loss uh, you've, I think you've looked at this as, as like a, a lifestyle choice isn't it it's not something like a, yeah. a sim fast diet or a shake diet where you've just you, ha you know you can go on it for so long and then you just feel like you want to kill somebody <laughs> you know it's a healthy a healthy lifestyle isn't it yeah, and that's the big thing about WW is actually a lifestyle. Like it's not um, an antisocial, you know, a diet as in um, you can still eat all the regular food that everyone else has. You're not excluding yourself from any social events. I mean, we all eat the same food, like my husband, my children, we all I cook the same meal for everyone. Um, and that's what the big thing is. And I mean, I have been on different diets in the past where I probably have lost more weight, but I've put it all back on and then some. Mm. And that's the big thing is I don't like shakes. I don't like meal replacements because I have done that. And it's just, it's not, it's not sustainable and it doesn't really teach you anything. All it does is it's just a band-aid for your weight loss. And then once you stop it, you go, right, I'm done. And that's where you find where you put all the weight back on. Exactly. And I think 
those quick fixes can be quite tempting, can't they? They're quite glistening. Oh, yeah. Lights and it's like, okay, let me just get rid of off stone. Let me get rid of this, you know, block of weight within this period of time. But when I've been on those plans in the past, I feel quite shaky. My sugar levels yeah. just feel... <laughs> don't feel right at all and, and having a, a plan that's healthy and nutritious like a Weight Watchers plan is definitely the way to go and your family are enjoying it as well so that's great. Yeah and I find I don't like those programs where like they're the 30 day challenges because I know as soon as that your 30 days is done I'm like well, what is it actually what has that actually taught you you know you've given up all these things that you love and you know a lot of people I speak to who you know they're, they're giving up bread they're giving up chocolate they're giving up that I'm like but that's great but what are you going to do once it's finished all you're going to do is go straight back on it once you've had your 30-day challenge it's straight back on and then some because you've had that you know that time frame of deprivation and I just think life's too short to be depriving yourself of exactly you know the things that make you happy like what are you, what are you going to gain out of that like you're just going to be miserable so all you're going to do is just you're just going to think weight loss is just denying yourself of everything and i yeah, I don't personally believe in that because I think, well, I'd give up after a couple of weeks. No, exactly. And I think looking at weight loss and looking at your numbers going down with the, the pounds that you're losing is great. But at the end of the day, if you're able to stick to a healthy, nutritious, balanced diet, then the weight mm. loss will naturally follow. That will be, mm. that's a natural rhythm of eating healthy and moving more, isn't it? So are you also able to to get in the exercise as a busy mom and yeah i um i usually do a, I, I don't do a lot of exercise just because i'm time poor but i do often do walks we live up the top of a hill so by the time i walk down the bottom of the hill and back up it's about three kilometers so i am quite time poor i don't get to go to a gym um personally i don't really like going to the gym it's not really no. my thing but yeah i try to do and like being a nurse as well i'm quite physically i do a lot of steps i'll probably do about probably twelve thousand steps a day so i'm quite wow. active yeah <laughs> that, that's good i do number. a lot of walking so so you definitely get your numbers in there so that that, that is brilliant yeah yeah no it's definitely i i do i do a lot of a lot of walking is probably just not your traditional in the gym type so and that's another thing as well like uh, the amount of weight that i've always lost i've never had to join a gym program or you know everything i've done i've either just gone for a walk with the kids or by myself or it's nothing to you know over the top or expensive like it's quite basic so brilliant and that, that's yeah. great that you found something that's not where you've had to join any extreme weight loss plan or join any extreme fitness plan and I think they're, yeah. they're very enticing but you've shown that you're able to do this yeah. a normal working mum and you've been able to influence your family and, and, and make things change for the better and it's extremely hard when you've got a young family to trying to find the time you know to eat properly and to meal prep and to exercise when you can and it's a big thing that we've tried to make in, in our family like I'll go to a Weight Watchers meeting I go one day a week on a Wednesday night and we've made a kind of like a thing in our family I'm like well that's my me time for myself you know this is yeah. me looking after myself it's you know it's you can't pour from an empty cup so if you don't have that time out to yourself or if you don't look after yourself you know everyone suffers exactly and I think as a as a young mum I think self-care is definitely something that we need to to listen to at any age that if, mm. if you've got a family if you're busy if you have all these commitments if you let that self-care go then you're an empty cup so your mm. your self-care is taking yourself to Weight Watchers and having that that time that that group meeting and 
I myself, I follow Slimming World in the UK. Mm. And we also have a, a group meeting and I, I do like like that. I'm inspired by it. If I have a really bad week, I find it boosts me, it lifts me to hear the other inspirational conversations that people are having and, and those challenges as well. It's not just about seeing fantastic transformational stories or listening to those. It's about hearing somebody say, I've had a really, really bad week, but you know what? I'm yeah. going to get back on it. I think it's nice to actually know you to go to a group to know that you're not the only one doing it because it can be hard when you feel like you're the only one you know, on a diet. Mm. It can it can be a little bit isolating sometimes because you think, am I the only one going through this? But then when you like, same with Slimming World, like when you go to your meeting, you actually, you have other people around you and you're like, okay, we're all doing this together. You know, we're all going through the same challenges. I also find with the weekly meeting as well, it's nice to have that person with the scales every week. So you can't, cheat because like I know with myself at home like I'd say oh you know I'm not having a good week I'll worry about it next week Mm. and the next week and the next week and then I think having that accountability of Mm. someone weighing you every week I think that's a big thing that actually keeps you on track absolutely yes yeah that accountability and and Mm. knowing that if you don't turn up you'll probably get a text message if you're anything like my uh, consultant (laughs) we missed you where were you So, no, I think accountability is, is the thing that you pay for more than the, yep. the health plan in a way, because that is what will keep me making those healthy choices um, throughout the week and especially at the weekend. So how do you find your weekends? Are, are they a busy time for you? Is that a time that you generally work or do you have weekends off? Um, it just depends. I usually work probably every second weekend. I do find it hard food wise. I do kind of slack off a little bit probably like the Saturday and the Sunday. I, I have found though that Weight Watchers has kind of stopped me from having the big blowouts, the big binges that I would probably used to have, hmm. mainly because I do know that that wane's kind of looming on the Wednesday. Yeah. I usually will like on a probably Saturday or Sunday. I will like if I usually work on a Saturday morning. Um, I do relax a little bit like on a Saturday night and on a Sunday we'll have like a family lunch together or a dinner and and then usually Monday straight back onto it. So I mean I'm a little bit flexible in that sense because I think. You know, I'm not going to give up everything. Like, as I said, like, because I'm, I look at this, like, weight loss journey as an ongoing thing. Mm. But I'm like, I'm not going to give up the weekends. Like, I'm obviously not going to throw the towel straight in, but it is nice just to have a couple of days off. Definitely. Are there any, like, trigger fears that you have where you found an alternative to those? I, we do a lot from scratch. We cook majority of our foods from you know real basic ingredients just just because of that thing as well like I do notice that especially being a nurse and I used to do a lot of shift work when I was younger I do a lot of night shifts I used to eat a lot of pre-packaged like frozen meals and um yeah like a lot of instant food and you don't realize how much hidden fat salt sugar is in all of that we do use a lot of um natural yoga on the WW program one of the one of the programs the uh, non-fat yogurts like a, a free food so yeah. we'd often use that so I'll replace that like instead of cream or sour cream or anything like to thicken it up so I do find it does teach you kind of like like if you want like a creamy dessert like it does kind of give you like you said like you'd use your yogurt versus your cream mm. or your butter and like even using fruit as well to sweeten like if you make like a muffin or a cake like you can use like apples like you can use that instead to sweeten or bananas like bananas are often used instead of butter so um i do find it has helped that way like and it 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 kind of helps you to not sneak in fruit and vegetables it actually helps you probably to 
increase, you know, your, your daily fruit and veg intake because you actually are using it instead of sugar. Definitely. And, and to increase your intake of fruits and vegetables and to bulk out on those rather than the, the high fat carbs or the, the fats, the complex fats, mm. and that, that is a way to lose weight easily and, and, and nutritiously. And, and I think our bodies must heave like a massive sigh of relief that we're actually <laughs> for once doing the right thing by our bodies. Because when I look back over the, the, the time that I've been trying to lose weight and I, I'm a classic yo-yo diet, I've gone up and down the scales but for many reasons, um, but particularly now I'm finding myself at my heaviest weight. I just think my body has done me proud, you know, throughout all this mm. weight gain throughout, you know, I've had problems with my knees, I've had weight gain mm. and all these different things. And yet my body is by my side doing its thing. I've not had any major touch wood, any major health concerns. And I think through interviewing the guests that I've had on so far and they have, on a lot more weight than I have and they have more extreme health concerns I just think at what point does it take somebody to listen to the bodies and say actually you need to just stop and you need to Mm. to make that turn and that change and and you're doing that which is which is fantastic the main thing I felt mainly was how tired I was I just felt I was Mm. so tired and just my energy levels were just terrible and I did notice um when I got back onto the program was that my energy levels like I can bounce back a lot quicker like obviously having small children you know I don't have a lot of sleep sometimes but I can I've noticed even it's funny like even now like I'm probably getting the least amount of sleep that I've had but I have more energy because I'm eating better whereas probably when I was younger and I was a lot thinner but I wasn't eating properly and I remember I was just tired all the time mm. And I'm finding now that, yeah, my, I think because I'm, I'm actually eating properly and that's what I find with following a program is that you actually are more directed to eat your fruit and vegetables. Whereas if I'm doing it on my, on my own, like if I would just calorie count, I'd go, oh, you know, I can have a block of chocolate for breakfast. It's the same yeah. calories as, you know, having wheat mix. So, so I, feel, I like, I need that direction. Like I actually need that actual direction to say, eat your fruit, eat your vegetables. Because if I'm left on my own, I'll just love to eat chocolate all day. Like more than happy to do that. That's what I don't quite understand about calorie count. I know people have had success with it. If I was given these calories, I can't remember how much it is for my weight or size. I, th- I think it's around 14. Is it 1400 to 1600s mm. uh, calories a day? I would do exactly that. I would, it would be white processed food. It mm. would be chocolate. It would be milk and cream. And I would probably go to the gym every day to get more calorie deficit just so that I could eat more yeah. I, don't, I don't think calorie counting w- would work for me at all I find it just it's just having it's a bit too much freedom like it's like well obviously when you do have a substantial amount of weight to loss you, you, there's, there's a reason why you've put it on and obviously you're just eating too much and that's the thing if you've been if all it just is is cut back your calories and you're not learning what to cut back on like you, mm. you don't learn anything and that's what I find with the WW program is it actually it takes you back to real grassroots of actually fruit, vegetable, dairy, or if you don't eat dairy, like a non-dairy version. Um, your lean proteins. It it's just it's real basics, like it's real grassroots, it's real grassroots stuff, but it's stuff that you have just kind of forgotten about as life goes on. And it, it does lean more towards like your non-processed food mm. um, and cooking as well. Like it's it's very big on 
cooking food from scratch, which is actually quite different from a lot of the programs that we have here in Australia. A lot of them now are lots um, like a prepackaged meal program where they'll deliver the food to your house. And they're quite expensive. Yeah. They're, you know, they they're, they're, they're quite dear. And then you're expected to, once you're finished, that's it. And then that's what happens. Everyone puts the weight back on and they spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And because you've learnt nothing, like you don't know how yeah. to cook, whereas, and oh, you're eating it on your own, then you have to cook another meal for your family. And that's the thing, like we've learnt to cook again, like basic foods and you you kind of learn to adjust, like even you kind of learn to adjust the recipes that you've got already. Like you don't have to, like you can have pizza and there's uh, there's a lot of different types of pizza recipes that you can use and they're actually quite, they're good for you because they've got a lot of vegetables in them. Yeah, and then you know very low fat cheese so that's where i find it's good because i'm just learning you know like it's just it's normal food it's nothing mm. you know nothing packy i mean they have their packaged stuff but it's like it's real food definitely and i think we have to question ourselves don't we what what state have we got to where we have to pay a company to hand deliver food to our door it's it's a very nanny state world isn't mm. it we live in if we don't actually trust ourselves firstly to keep food in our house that we can't be trusted around and secondly to actually prepare a meal that is nutritious and, and balanced because i'd imagine that for these people that take upon these diets that are delivered to their door either they they're in a family and then they have their meal on their own which is quite must be quite a lonely <laughs> isolated thing mm. to do or they're alone eating this, this waiting for this uh, delivery. It's just, I think it's quite bizarre, really. I think it's quite bizarre. It's, it, the food's not great, like, and the meals are quite small. And I mean, they'd be, oh, I, they'd be probably like seventy-five pound, I'd say, like about one hundred and fifty Australian dollars. So they're not cheap or weed. And the foods, it's just crap. Like it's just yeah. processed. Like, and this is the thing. Like, it is, it is put across here in Australia a lot of these. Um, meals that do get delivered to your house i mean because everyone is so time poor you know everyone works full time or um you've got busy lives and that's the thing it's it's not really teaching you anything so once you finish you're back to square one again like you don't you haven't learned anything all you've learned is that i can i can buy the food to come to me once you're done you just fall straight back into the old habits again exactly so you mentioned that when you were living with your parents your parents were fit and healthy and at what point did you discover that you had an issue with your food that at some point you lost a little bit of control around that? Or was it the case that you didn't notice it and that the, the weight crept on? I was, I've, I was a quite overweight child growing up. Um, as I said, my, my parents were quite slim and they've never ever had a weight problem. So I was eating what they would eat. And even now they've got, they've got, they're the type of people they'll leave a block of chocolate in the fridge and be there for a month. Whereas I'm the type mm. of person, if I have a block of chocolate, I'll eat the whole thing in one city. Yeah. So it was like just growing up, like I just, yeah, I just, it was always a battle for me. And I tried everything. Even I remember just being a teenager, being so miserable because I just, and because my parents had never had any issues with food, they didn't really know how to address it. So, and they didn't see a problem with it either because they just said, Oh, you know, they were like, oh, you know, you'll grow out of it. And I think I just developed bad eating habits. Just, and I even now, like, I'm only just 
starting to get out of some of the bad habits that I did have growing up that um, I was, I'm notorious for eating at four o'clock. I'd get home from school and I'd eat out the cupboard and then I wouldn't eat my dinner. So I'd skip tea. I'd say, no, I'm not eating tea. I've eaten too much when I got home. And then nine o'clock comes along and then I eat a half packet of biscuits. And I found I was still doing that even as an adult. And only probably, I'd say maybe the last two years, I've actually got out of that habit of going, no, you can actually wait till dinner instead of eating everything as soon as you get home. Right. So it, that's how it was hard. Look, I did, I did have, I am finding now as an adult, I'm trying to kind of change the habits that I had as, you know, as a teenager and as like as a child. And only now as I'm starting to address them because I've got children growing up now and I'm like, I don't want them to go through what I went through. Um, I don't want them to have these bad habits that I went through and then to grow overweight and then having to go through, you know, to be miserable like what I was when I was a teenager, you know, not being able to fit into my school uniform and, um, you know, seeing all my other friends wearing clothes that I couldn't wear. Mm. And I, yeah, I just think like, I think back now and I just, you know, like it's quite sad. Like I think of being as a kid, like I always was upset because I was, you know, the chubby, you know, I was the chubby one in the school. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I just, I, it's funny. Like now as an adult, now I look back, and I just think, Oh, now I've got children. I feel like I have to really mindful of how I eat now because I have little, I have children now and they're growing up and I don't want them to get the bad habits that I had. No. So that's been quite interesting probably since I've had kids of having to, think of that now like I think that's probably how I think that's probably why my habits have actually changed because it's not just me anymore like now it's no. like my whole family that I have to be aware of and that's it and little ones look up don't they that's the thing they're mm. always looking and up it's hard looking because what you I've do. got a two-year-old who's quite fussy eating and my husband made a fair point about a month ago and he goes well you're a fussy eater too he goes he's looking at you he goes you don't like this you don't like tomatoes you don't like this you don't like that and he goes well he's doing what you're doing and I went wow it actually is it's actually I'm actually you know passing this on so mm. I've had to start eating you know you know fruit and vegetables that I probably wouldn't have eaten as a child but I'm like I have no. to because I have children now yes yes and we always feel guilty don't we as mums <laughs> the guilt yes, is never far <laughs> away <laughs> oh yes mother's guilt always there <laughs> it's always there it's always present so how long did you find it to be able to to meet that balance after children were born? Um, I think I, I mean our, my son now he's um he's actually thirteen next week. But I remember having given birth and looking at my body, thinking, okay, we need to to look at shifting the weight. But at the same time, I was I was breastfeeding and I was so so tired, mm. ridiculously tired, and it was, I was kind of like torn between what do I do, do I do, and, and my mobility was very poor as well, so, so I couldn't take my child for his first walk until he was around five months old, because I had a problem mm. with my pelvis, I was in agony, so I'd had, had this mm. child, I was in agony, and then there's this pressure to kind of like lose the weight, and people are looking, aren't they, there's not, mm, I don't, I don't it's know if really that's something hard. that you internalise, but it's kind of, what do I do, do I look at losing the weight do I look at my sleep and trying to get more of a sleep pattern there's a lot of pressure isn't there so how did you find able to to get that balance when when your children were born it was really hard because I had um both pregnancies I had friends that were pregnant at the same time who 
literally didn't gain anything more than just their stomach. Whereas I, every time I got pregnant, I just seemed to go quite round. Mm. And I, I found it really hard because I had people around me who had children the exact same age as my baby who were back into their genes. I'm not even joking, but three weeks after they'd had their child. And here I am still like in my maternity clothes at like three, four months later. And it was really hard because as, it's, as you said, like there's this whole thing of, you know, um, you know, you're expected to get your body back and then you're expected to, you know, keep doing everything and you're expected to, you know, keep the house clean. And there's all these mm. like pressures and it's just, you just expected pretty much to go straight back to what you were. And it's like, well, you can't like you've, you've had nine, nine months growing this human you've had this child like it it takes I honestly believe it takes at least nine months to get remotely back to where you were because you know whether you're breastfeeding um whether you know whether you've had a cesarean like you you go through so many things your body's just gone through it's like being hit by a car like it's so traumatic to go through your body (laughs) and then everyone it just expects you to go back to normal like Mm. they go okay yep you know when are you gonna you know and like a I remember the first one I went back to work, I was on maternity leave and I went back to visit. I think he was maybe three or four months old. And I had a, I had an old lady say to me, oh, oh, well, by the time you come back, you'll be able to lose all that baby fat that you've got. Oh, he fell on the floor. And I was like, I'm not really that big as what I think I am. And I thought later on, I thought, how rude. Like, how, yeah. you know, like, I've just had this child. Like, I, you know, I, I've had no sleep. I'm doing all, you know, I thought I've been hit by a car. Mm. And all she could see was that I wasn't back to where I was physically. Mm. And I thought, oh, it was just awful. So, yeah, it, it's hard because you have all these pressures. Like, and it, it is hard in the special first couple of months because you, you get that such small fragment amount of sleep that it is really hard to then exercise because you're so tired and you're literally just trying to keep it all together. Yeah. To then, on top of that, start like a weight loss journey. And, you know, it, yeah it's really hard like the first couple of months is just it's just a blur because you're just trying to survive pretty much and then on top of that like if you've put on weight in your pregnancy then you think oh now i'm gonna lose all this weight on top of that that's another thing another added another mm. thing and i think that you're right that we just need to take time and recognize that we have literally been hit by a car i heard or i read somewhere that the actual pain that you experience when you, you know if my husband's listening to this i was just going on about it again but the actual pain that you experience in childbirth is apparently more than a human should actually experience. So you, you, it's like you go, you go through that, don't you? And then, like the day after, you've got this little person who needs. That's the thing. Like you've had, like I've had, like I had my both my children quite big. They were ten pound both my boys. So I had um, cesareans, and you've gone through this huge surgery, and then they hand your baby, and then they say, "Go home." I'm like any other surgery, they send you home with flowers and you get to go bed rest. So it's like they hand you this little person and they go, all right, off you go. We, we have taught you nothing. You have to just work it out. I said, there's no other surgery or there's no other huge thing you go through where they send you home and give you nothing. And I said, it's, it's just awful. So, yeah, it's quite, it's quite bizarre, isn't it, when you think about it? But, you know, you've done really well. And I've looked at your Instagram account and you've got some really good photos on there showing your family the healthy food that you're preparing and some great transformation photos as well so for anybody listening and they're looking to follow you on instagram what is your instagram page uh, so it's victoria.on.ww lovely what i'll do is i'll put that on my notes for the podcast when that gets released out 
So I'd like to thank you for your time, Victoria. I, I can't believe oh, I actually managed to do an 11 hour time difference. So I <laughs> on this morning, I thought I can't lay in, I must get to Victoria. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure and thank you for chatting for me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What an inspirational lady just to crack on and get on with it, with the work, looking after the kids and losing weight and planning all these beautiful meals that she makes. And she's done really well since I last spoke to her. She's actually appeared in a, a cookbook for WW and had a photo shoot in Sydney and she looks absolutely stunning in a yellow outfit. I don't believe it's available in the UK yet, but she she's doing so well. And, and I think this is just a reminder of what is actually possible when you put your mind to it and you focus on what you need and especially when you've got young children it can be hard can't it and when you're busy with work just to think okay what do I need to stick to plan so thank you for joining me for another episode this week I love the feedback that I'm receiving it's really really appreciated if you're able to go to iTunes and write and leave a review I would really appreciate that because that will help me and my visibility on itunes and on the other podcasts so i'll leave you for the week have a great week and i'll be in touch soon take care